Brooks. I'm Steve Brooks, joined by my co-host, Beach Brooks III. Beach, how are, how are you and how is Tampa today? We're doing well, enjoying this cool weather. And you and I were discussing right before we started today, just gearing up for this week. And Bucks got a big playoff game at home. So hopefully they continue to stay hot and bring another championship to Tampa. Yeah, we were just talking about the, the 49er playoff game we went to back in the the first Super Bowl run in 2002. That was a lot of fun. Fortunately, I have been able to get tickets for this Sunday, so I'm really looking forward to uh, to going. I just uh, hope it doesn't rain like uh, you were saying. So today we're going to talk about passenger injuries. If you're a passenger in a car versus being a driver in a car, you know, what's the difference and, and how insurance rules and state law might affect you differently as a passenger than as an owner. The process may actually look a little different. Florida is what we call a no-fault state. So if you um, buy insurance in Florida, you are required to buy what's called no-fault. And we, we refer to it as PIP, personal injury protection. And um, that, that law was created, I believe, back in the 70s as a result of, if my memory serves me correctly, correctly, insurance company uh, abuse. And what insurance companies were doing at the time was they were, if you were injured in a car wreck, they would dangle a little tiny bit of money to you um, as you were sitting there injured facing mounting medical bills and no way to pay for them. And so you would take their low offer and because you were in such a disadvantageous position. Um, and so the Florida legislature said, no, we're going to kind of try to equal the playing field. And so everybody has their own personal injury protection to pay for their medical care up to $10,000 so that they would not have to accept that small token offer by the insurance company. They could go get the care they needed. Uh, they could treat with a doctor of their choice and um, and either resolve or get their attorney to resolve a, the, their personal injury claim later after they knew the extent of their injuries and uh, were well-versed on uh, what they were facing in the future in terms of injuries. Does that resonate with you, Beach? Yes, it does. And I think you started off um, talking about passengers, and I sort of want to circle back there. So a lot of times, if you're a passenger in another person's vehicle, if you own your own vehicle and you have your own policy, then the personal injury protection will go through your policy, your insurance company, at least the personal injury, personal injury protection aspect, the aspect of that. If you do not own a vehicle and you do not have auto insurance, then a lot of times you can qualify for personal injury protection through the driver or the owner of the vehicle that you're in. And they will cover your medical bills through the personal injury protection. Um, so just because you are a passenger and you do not own a vehicle and you do not have your own auto insurance does not mean that you aren't going to have personal injury protection. And what personal injury protection is, is what you discussed, Steve, not only does it cover medical claims, medical bills, but it can also cover lost wage claims 
mileage to and from doctor's appointments because a lot of times you know you wouldn't be spending that money to go to the doctor's office if it wasn't for another person's negligence or or the crash so it can cover a lot of things outside of just your medical expenses um but if you like i said if you do not own your own vehicle or have your own policy you can qualify under the owner or the driver's policy yeah and so sometimes if you don't own a vehicle or um you know have insurance if you live with somebody, do you qualify under their PIP? Yes, there's a distinction and it's, it's called a resident relative and there's certain residents or relatives that you can qualify with. And that's another reason just to give us a call because we're going to make sure that you do in fact qualify for PIP. If you happen to be on a bike or just a pedestrian um, or a passenger in a vehicle, we'll make sure that you qualify under someone's personal injury protection to help pay for your medical expenses. Yeah, you know, so a question I get a lot is, um, I'll just give an example. Somebody will come in to uh, hire us as their attorney after being in an accident. And um, the other driver was at fault. So the other driver ran a red light and hit our client. And um, our client always asked, well, why does my insurance have to pay for my medical bills? And, and then I have to go into that explanation of no fault because the legislature wanted everybody to have access to medical care of their choice and not be um, you know at the beck and call of the insurance company's low offers to give them access to medical care so the the intent of personal injury protection coverage was um, was well intentioned I, I think as it's borne out today, uh, there are some abuses that, that happen with that coverage. And, um, you know, one of the things that we don't have in Florida is mandatory bodily injury coverage. And I think that um, a lot of the legislatures misunderstand that that because our clients have PIP, that, that BI is not necessary. And, and, you know, it's quite to the contrary. BI is extremely necessary because rarely does $10,000 in PIP cover the medical bills. Also, PIP doesn't cover any pain and suffering or future pain and suffering or future lost wages. Um, you know, whether to be a no-fault state or a fault state, that's a long discussion for another day. We could sit here and talk hours about that. I think, personally, I think insurance rates would go down if we sort of went to a mandatory bodily injury and reduced personal injury protection because insurance could properly assess risk and say, this person's a risky driver. Um, therefore, we're going to charge them more. This person's a safer driver. We're going to charge them less. Um, but the way the law is written now is you can be rear-ended, do absolutely nothing wrong and been a safe driver for the last 25 years and your insurance company is paying out $10,000. But and the good thing is personal injury protection does pay for your medical expenses. It help can uh, cover some lost wages at, initial, at the initial part of the claim. But at the end of the day, it's not the end-all, be-all. Um, it's not necessarily putting money in the injured party's pocket. That's what we go after the other party for or their, the, the, our clients' uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage. Right. So uh, let's give a scenario of... Um a friend riding with um, his friend and they are in an accident and the other driver is at fault. The passenger um, in the car with his friend, whose policy can that 
passenger pursue for his personal injury? Technically, there could be three different policies that he could um, qualify under. You obviously have for the, the personal injury aspect, you have the other drivers, the at-fault drivers um, insurance as well. If the owner and driver of his vehicle has uninsured motorist coverage, that is sort of second in line after the at-fault driver's insurance. And third in line would be his own uninsured motorist claim. Um, so technically, he could have three different entities to go after if he was seriously injured in a claim. I actually had a case where it was a adult family in a vehicle. Um, the mother owned the vehicle. Um, the other driver had insurance. She had UM and my parties had UM. So we were able to get them three different recoveries and get them properly compensated um, for what they've been through. But just because you're a passenger doesn't mean you can't get any benefits from the owner's vehicle or your own policy. But of, of course, the first person we're going to look at is the at-fault driver and, and their insurance. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned uninsured motorists. Um, can you briefly describe what uninsured motorist is or what the purpose of it is? So we, we call it UN for sure. And what that means is uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage. We sort of discussed about how Florida does not require bodily injury coverage at the very beginning um, or earlier in this. But if the at-fault driver does not have any bodily injury coverage on their policy, does not have an active policy, or does not have enough coverage, you can choose on your own insurance policy to protect yourself. And I encourage everyone to do that because you can't control what coverage or if any coverage that the at-fault driver has. So you got to protect yourself, in my opinion. Your own insurance company will step in and compensate you for your injuries and your pain and suffering um, because the at-fault driver did not have enough or any insurance whatsoever. Okay, so it, it, there's a startling statistic that I've heard recently that 40% of drivers out there have no bodily injury coverage. So what that means is if you get out on Florida highways and a drunk driver runs a red light and hits you and paralyzes you, uh, there's going to be a 40% chance that there's no pot of money to go after to compensate you for your injury. And when I go to a party and all my doctor friends or my professional friends ask me, well, how do I protect myself from that? I tell them you have to buy uninsured motorist coverage. So if you buy uninsured motorist coverage, in effect, you are buying coverage that covers that at-fault party in the event they don't have insurance so that that pool of money is there for you to go after to compensate you for your injuries. And it's, it's really not that expensive. Uninsured motorist is... is yeah, and, and the other myth that we see, and I know you can attest to this, Beach, people will come in and tell us, oh, I have full coverage. There is no such thing as full coverage. There, You have to look at each individual coverage because your insurance agent may define full coverage as having PIP <laughs> because that's what's required by state law. But um, you're going to want to educate yourself on all the different coverages, rental car coverage, um, uninsured motorist coverage, comprehensive, collision. 
to get full coverage, you know, is a um, is a term of art, and you can't rely on the fact that your insurance agent says you have full coverage. So, do you do you get that a lot? Yeah, the the question I always ask my client is, what is full coverage? And like you said, full coverage under Florida law is ten thousand dollars worth of property damage and ten thousand dollars worth of PIP. And that does you no good if you've been involved in an accident. So, you know, what limits you should have will change by family to family or person to person. Um, but I do advise everyone out there to protect themselves. Um, talking about protecting yourselves, I just want to throw another scenario at you, Steve, because um, we sort of talked about passengers. What happens if you're what happens if you're a passenger in a rideshare, such as an Uber and Lyft? And that driver, that Uber or Lyft driver may be at fault for an accident or may not be at fault for the accident. What happens there? Okay, so again, you you have um, probably four different buckets of potential recovery. You have the recovery from the, the driver, the other driver that was involved in the accident with the rideshare company, depending on their percentage of fault. And then you have the driver of the rideshare vehicle um, his, his personal insurance, and then you have Uber or Lyft or whoever the rideshare company, whatever coverage they may have on the vehicle. And then you have your own uninsured motorist coverage. Um, probably you'll never get to your uninsured motorist coverage because Uber and Lyft generally have a million dollar policy. Um, and to kind of put all that in context, Florida is a comparative negligence state. So there is a, um, a scenario where um, someone may have run a red light and hit you, but maybe the Uber driver was speeding. So the Uber driver may be considered 20% at fault. The jury may find the, the person who ran the stop sign 80% at fault. Um, and so there's different percentages of fault and that will dictate you know, what coverage it ultimately has to pay. Um, but I see four buckets there. How about you? Yeah, no, I would just agree with everything you said. And that's sort of, we're, we're sort of getting into the weeds and the technicalities of a lot of stuff here. And it just shows the importance of contacting an attorney, contacting us. You know, we see it all the time, especially while we're talking about ride shares, is there's a certain insurance listed on the accident report there's very minimal coverage on that. That doesn't mean that's the only insurance to go after. Um, that's one of our main jobs at the onset of a case is identifying all the different entities and parties we can go after to make sure our clients are properly compensated. So if you've ever been a passenger in an accident or you know someone, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to either Steve and I because these, these matters can get very complicated very quickly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So... If you do have any questions, uh, like Beach said, you can reach out to us by email, steve at brookslawgroup.com or beachiii at brookslawgroup.com. And we will be glad to dialogue with you or respond and answer any questions. Uh, you can always call. We'll be glad to talk to you. And um, just like Beach said, if you are in an accident, reach out to an attorney, whether it's us or some other attorney, um, you're going to want professional advice the insurance company has a team of adjusters and attorneys on their side you need the same so anything else you'd like to add Beach? no i think we covered a lot of issues today uh enjoy the game sunday and uh we'll see you next week yeah go bucks let's win this thing 
So join us next Wednesday at 1230 for Wednesday's Inside Look by Brooks. In the meantime, have a great week.